Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Third Banner Pod. Tonight, you just got me, Kyle, and Ross on tonight, the three of us, ready to go and ready for a big week to talk about this upcoming game against Notre Dame, uh, as well as the big basketball news from today. What are you guys doing today? What, how you guys? Slow week, man. Way yeah. too damn slow for what we got coming. Nothing to talk about at all. No, I mean, it's just, it's just dragging, man. We're, we're all ready for it. We are all ready for this to happen. <laughs> We've been ready. Like, we, we, our dream scenario was a coming of this game undefeated. And yep. I know, I know on our predictions, I think a couple of us at least had us losing one game up to this point. But, you know, it's been ugly. It's been ugly getting to where we're at as far as uh, some of the ways that we've had to win. But we've done it. We are where we want to be. We are 5-0, and and it, it couldn't be any more electrifying Saturday. It couldn't be a better matchup. It's going to be a little bit cool, so wear your hoodies. I know me and Ross both have different weddings we'll be at that we feel like we both really need to Get go to. Get you a to. drug rug. But I'll be watching. <laughs> I'll be watching, and I know you guys are going to bring it. So uh, it's going to be tough, guys. It's going to be a tough matchup. We really are going to know. We are going to know what we have. As of yep. Saturday, there's no more guessing. We will know nope. exactly how good or how not so good we are. The ultimate litmus test will be Saturday. Yeah, man, it's going to be awesome. Uh, you know, if you can get there, get there, because it's it's going to be one of those games that you're not going to want to miss. Um, it is you know, it's going to be up there with the blackout game against West Virginia, the the 2016 game, uh, Lamar and, and crew just decimating FSU. Um, it, it, it's going to be a crazy, crazy game. So if you can get tickets, the few that are out, that that are still lingering out there, I know they're kind of they're kind of priced up a little bit, but there's. There's not a lot of money that you can put on memories like this is something if you've got a son that you want to take to the game or something like that. This is something where you like create a memory. This is this could be something where, you know, you you know that you you make a lifelong cards fan out of somebody. I mean, it's going to be like that. I mean, it's going to be electric. So if you can get there. Get there. It's going to be awesome. Aaron, good to see you in here. Couch House. Welcome back. Welcome back. We're ready, boys. Let's get everybody filed on in. Come on now. It's the biggest, biggest game we've had in a long time at home. Yeah, can't wait for Saturday, guys. I'm going to be uh, out there umpiring the fast pitch softball all day, just Here we go. ready to get off the field and get home and watch the game. Uh, it's supposed to be in the 90s, I believe, this weekend down here in Texas again this weekend. So it'll be a long, hot day, but I'll be ready to cool off and watch some some cards game. Saturday With Frosty, we as sodas. <laughs> All right, so hey, let's let's get let's get into some of this matchup. Like, who exactly are we going against here? I've I've written some notes. I've taken some notes. They haven't played uh, anybody, so you know. Yeah, they, it's not like Notre Dame's been playing anybody good or been on any prime time TV. They've been hidden from everybody, so it's not like anybody's Jeez. been able to watch them on TV or anything. But seriously, though, let's 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 get into it. You know. 
Sam Hartman so far this year. We all know Sam Hartman. We remember last year, and I know people bring that up a lot. He did have a really bad game, and we put a lot of pressure on him. It will be important that we get pressure on him again. I don't think he'll play as bad as he did in that game. I really – I mean, it's just a, an odds game. So far this year, he has 14 touchdowns, zero interceptions. So he's taking care of the ball. Any On, on plays where he's blitz. His touchdown interception ratio is six touchdowns, no interceptions. We are going to have to bring the heat, though, because you got Audric Estime, their running back. He's he's a scary dude, man. He's a big beast. Reminds me of a, a former Jerome Bettis. He yeah. has 10 carries of 20-plus yards already this, this season, which is more than some college teams altogether right now, more than a lot of them. Uh, they have a tight end, Mitchell Evans. He's gone off the last couple of games after having to sit out a game for injury, I think it was, or illness. He has 13 catches for 209 yards in his last two games. So stopping Mitchell Evans. Sam Hartman loves to use the middle of the field. That's the thing about his passing game. Loves the middle of the field. If you can clog the middle and force him to the sidelines, I think you got a better chance then if, if he's able to just pick you apart in the middle, especially with that tight end. Estime, we're going to have to pack. I know I've said it. I know I've said it just about on every episode lately. We're going to have to bring the pressure. It's more imperative in this game than it has been because they have two ways they can kill you. If Sam Hartman sits back there all day, he, he's going to pick you apart. And Jeff Braum alluded to that. So I hope him alluding to that in one of his – uh. I don't know if it was a call-in show or if it was one of his pregame press conferences, but he alluded to it somewhere about needing to bring the pressure, needing to get Sam Hartman, you know, to make quick decisions. So that's important, but it's also important because we got to clog the box, slow down this running game. Notre Dame in the games that they've won, especially in ACC play have run it down our throats. So for me, a key to the game is is slowing down their run game, slowing down Audric Estime. Easier said than done, but we have to do it. And on defense, they have defensive tackle Howard Cross. How's this for uh, last couple, last two games? He's had 19 tackles, 12 pressures, three and a half tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, and a sack. Now again, 19 tackles in two games for a defensive tackle. He he won, I believe he was the National Defensive Player of the Week last week. So he's been bringing it. They have two very strong cornerbacks, Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart. That might be the best matchup of the whole game is their cornerbacks versus our receivers because that's where, you know, Jamari Thrash, uh, you know, you got Kevin Coleman out there, uh, Amari's out there. Chris Bell had a really good game last game. We're going to need those guys, and they're going to have their hands full. So I'm interested. I think the keys for us, number one, stop Notre Dame's running attack or slow it down. I don't think you can stop it. Slow it down. Get some pressure on Sam Hartman. And on offense, we have to establish a run because they're going to bring the heat. North Carolina State showed what you can do if you bring a lot of pressure. And that's where Jack Plummer, my last key of the game, Jack Plummer, you got to play within yourself, man. And if you get sacked, you get sacked. One of the worst things you can do, and he's been doing it frequently, is when he's about to get sacked, he would rather heave the ball underhanded, try to throw it out of bounds underhanded, heave it into the middle of the field at the 10-yard line instead of taking a field goal. 
Like those kind of things we cannot do against Notre Dame. Like if you got to take a, a loss, take a sack, you got to take a sack, man. Like not that we want to do that, but they're going to bring the heat. You got to make good decisions back there. So those are my keys. Yeah, I mean, I think it really starts in the trenches. You know, it's, that's pretty much where I think most games are won or lost. Um, mm-hmm. This is a different Notre Dame team than they've generally had when they've been a real competitor. They are, um, they are m- much more built to be physical this year than they have in years past. And this is a, this is a really good offensive line. It's probably going to be the best offensive line we see all year. Um, it's probably going to be the best secondary we're going to see all year. Um, they're really, really strong. So, um, you know, I hitting on your, you know, talking about Plummer and not making mistakes, that that, that seems to, to happen when you speed up his internal clock. I think we saw last year when we played Hartman against Wake Forest, that's what was happening. You know, like he was being forced. Yeah, we were creating turnovers, fumbles, strips, you know, strip sacks, but – we sped him up a lot and mm-hmm. I think we need to do that again, but that is going to be a very tough ask um, for this, for this defense. Um, they have been just uh, maybe a, a, a half second, a step slow, like all season from getting so many more sacks. I, and it, it's really at the line of scrimmage. They, they, they tend to win eventually, but um they don't have they the D line except for maybe Gelati doesn't seem to have a lot of you know moves to win right at the point of attack. Um, but like I said, I mean they usually do win. They get pressure, but it's just always a second you know half a second late. You know, so um, I don't know how we're gonna really correct that. Um, as far as you know, stopping Hartman's ability to exploit the middle of the field, you're gonna have to you're going to have to disguise your blitzes really well. Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to disguise your, you know, dropping guys back into coverage really well. You're going to have to not show your hand pre-snap and you're going to have to keep them guessing. Uh, I am with you. I think Brahms with you. We're, we're better off gambling and taking a risk, bringing pressure than not. Um, but that doesn't mean that you can't drop guys back into coverage sometimes, you know, and, and possibly, have a situation where you know hartman doesn't see something so you make a good point yeah you make a good point about the disguising the blitz because here's the thing notre dame is going to be by far the best offensive line we face and particularly at the at the offensive tackles both of their tackles are really good if they have a slight weakness it would probably be their guards but i mean they're really good or powder old school I think Mac will even set up there. Old school power running attack. And they can give uh, Sam Hartman plenty of time back there. Yeah. To throw the ball. So you have to disguise it to where they're not able to read what you're doing. Uh, I do think I'm hoping that whatever we were doing against North NC State on offense with our snap count, I'm hoping we threw that out because they timed our snap. They figured it out. Uh I know Connor seemed to think it was Renato Brown, the way he would move his arm. And then when Hudson would see him move his arm that way, he would then turn his head, snap the ball, whatever it was, they figured it out. We hopefully we've scrapped that. I'm sure I trust that this coaching staff has, I I mean, obviously if some dude on a 
pod <laughs> can identify or just a, some dude sitting on his couch is a better way to say it. can identify it i'm sure the coaching staff has but well, disguising your pressure and then on offense we have to establish a run and here's what i'll say you know somebody said if jaws gets go wesley said wes said if jaws gets going early it'll be a wrap that is true but if Jaws can't get it going, I want to see us going to our second and third running back more. I think against North Carolina State, for whatever reason, Jaws, even though it was tough for him to get big runs and, you know, they were they were keying in on him, there were times where he had cutback lanes, and he, for whatever reason in other games he hits them, he totally missed them. So he was missing those in a North Carolina State game. And at times I think we could have went to – our second option, our third option with Garendo and with uh, Maurice Turner. And I think we just – we could have utilized them more. So if Jaws can get going like he did in the first four games, great. But if they key in on him, you got to find other ways, man. I To me, I think the lack of the run game in the NC State game was probably a lot to do with the game plan as far as the run. Um, on both sides of the ball, you know, I I think we ran a lot more stretch zone than we probably should have. Um, I think NC State, to help mitigate any of Jaws' big playability, they were more they were they were more prepared and they were furthermore they were disciplined in carrying out a, a, a game plan where they weren't they weren't pushing up field to try to get in the backfield. All they were doing was moving the line of scrimmage and maintaining, maintaining the line to draw a play out. And then when that would happen, there were zero running lanes there. And like you said, yeah, Jaws missed a couple like cutbacks, but they just really weren't there for the most part. It, it, when somebody's playing like that, you need to go and hit them in the mouth. They're, they're more they're more worried about maintaining a, a, a line of scrimmage instead of pushing, right? So you need to go and hit them. Like, you need to go. You need to fire. So, like, somebody like Garendo, in Garendo. my opinion, yeah. would have been a better option for that game after you saw what they were doing. But that's just me. Um, I'm not better than Brian or, or Jeff, but that's – I would have at least looked at that. Um, I think that's why we did see once, you know, Jaws was having trouble – uh, you got you saw Garendo starting to get a few more reps, and then you saw Turner getting in there. So I'm with you, like you yeah, know, they you can't get, get something they didn't going. Play very much. You just gotta you gotta find that hot hand that is the running game. You got however whatever they have, you gotta find it. You gotta find it quick, and then you need to roll with them that game. It's just the way it's just you know they all know that. I mean, I'm sure they all want to win the game, you know. So I, I'm sure there's not guys in that locker room from what we've been saying that are worried more about their stats than winning this game in particular. So um, I, I think that we need, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's going to be tough, man. Like you said, speaking on Brown though, I did want to go back and touch on that. We need Renato to play a much better game. He needs to be, he needs to play a cleaner game. This, this is, this has been an issue he's had for honestly a couple years now. He gets called, called for a lot of holds and it's because he's not moving his feet. He gets, he gets, a, he ends up having a bad base and then he's reaching and he needs to, he needs to move his feet. That's, that's the simplest way to even say it. Just move your feet, stop trying to reach and you won't get called for these dumb holds that are 
killing some drives. Yeah, honestly. drive killing, I mean, man. I mean, it's he's killed some drives. I mean, there's no way around it. So he yeah. can be a good player when he's putting it in every every down, but he's got to quit. He's got to quit with the late. You know, I don't want to say lazy. It's not lazy. It's just got to quit. You got to move your feet, man. You got to put it out there every play. Yeah, and we can't abandon the run either. Like I felt like during the North Carolina State game, we abandoned the run for a long time, just completely abandoned it. And I, I only remember seeing Isaac Grindo get one carry that whole game, and Maurice Turner might have got like three. So using all your skill, guys, I think uh, you know getting some guys on the outside involved in the run game as well, like Amari Huggins-Bruce and even Jamari Thrash, Kevin Coleman. I mean, all these guys have the ability to take it on the jet sweep or an end around. Uh, you're, I mean, I expect Jeff Bromby, like uh, Mike Price's comment right here that you got up, I think I think he is going to have some creative play calls. But penalties will kill you, though. Like, he had that fake punt. Yeah. And I remember thinking against NC State, like, hey, this would be a perfect time for a fake punt right now because you're in your own territory, but you need momentum and you don't have very far to go. This would be a perfect time. And they, they screwed up and got a penalty. Like, you got to play this. Hey, it, was, it was a weak penalty, though. Let's be honest. It was a weak call. Like, I thought that was one of the weaker calls in the entire game. And I mean, honestly, I saw I it. Even... I was like, please don't throw the flag out there. Yeah. Because I watched them hold pretty bad. But yeah, I, I don't I didn't think it was that that bad to be. He honest. didn't have to do it is my bigger issue. It was like, yeah, we were going to get the first down. And I don't think it really impacted getting the first down. I think that's where you can kind of think, like, they shouldn't have thrown that flag. But he still did. It was just – nonetheless, my point is like, hey, we got to play sound football, and this game will be won or lost in the trenches because that's where they've made their their killing. I mean, they have made their billing in the trenches. I think that, you know, I, when I look at what potential weaknesses I guess they have, they don't have very many. Their receivers haven't been able to step up very much outside but now they get two of those guys back that have been injured they're coming back this week so we'll see guys we're gonna have to play some sound football jeff's gonna have to be creative and on defense we're gonna have to bring a lot of pressure and make it and disguise it like you said ross um you got something to say at um i just been kind of reading the chats it's just interesting gotcha. it's just interesting um, there's been a couple of people bring up that maybe Braun's been holding something back. I mean, we had a couple of close contests if he was. So I'd kind of yeah, hate mean, to see if we lost I'm a little the game skeptical that too, but back. I'm also hoping he's, he's – I don't like to call it holding back. I'm hoping that he's he's adding stuff this week to the playbook. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like every single time, I've been holding back, though, so. Every, yeah, I I'm with Ash. We've been fans massive. for a long time, and we've both seen this happen where when the offense is sputtering against weaker teams, every year people say, I you think know, we're just vanilla. holding it back. Vanilla, yeah. It's usually – I don't think it's ever been the case. I like, think that's always just excuses. The only well, – I, 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 I agree with you, Ash. I agree. The only time I have seen us hold something – I won't call holding it back was last year when we played Wake Forest – but that wasn't holding it back on defense. Scott Satterfield started monitoring the practices because our defense was just rushing three and four every single time. And so Scott Satterfield said, you know what? <laughs> His job was on the line, which, you know, it didn't matter in hindsight. But he basically said, we need to start bringing a bunch of pressure. So then all of a sudden we did it. But even that wasn't holding it back. That was like, hey, I'm going to change what we do. 
And I think, I don't think we've been holding anything back. In fact, we've done some trickeration. We did flea flickers. <laughs> They've looked ugly. We did fake punts. We've had some, some sneaky plays. I just think it's going to be a matter of adding to the playbook, looking at the guys we have and deciding, okay, how can I use them in new ways? Maybe the tight end spot, which I know is not our most talented area of offense as far as skilled players. Can we get them more involved? Because my guess is they're probably not keying in on that position at all. They're probably more focused on the running backs, Jamari Thrash, Kevin Coleman, and those guys. So you got to be creative. And I don't know what he's going to have. You got it's a tough game. Uh, and what Ty. Welcome, welcome back, man. I hadn't seen you in here in a while, so it's good to see you in here. What's up, Ty? Also, shout out to Keith. What's up, Keith? That's my dude right there. So, yeah, man, Keith, I hope you're right, bud. I, I would love, I would love to win this game because I was. I'll tell you right now, I was up at South Bend in 14. I took a picture of every UK fan that had bought a Notre Dame hat that I saw. That's so stupid. No, it was. It was the best coming back and beating them in the fourth quarter in that weather, in that environment. I'll tell you, man, that, that was a special – again, that was a special moment for me as a U L fan. I always wanted to see a game at Notre Dame, and we won. You know what I mean? Like, it was special. So, I think this being at home, you can you can knock off Notre Dame. It would be just it, – it's going to be wild, dude. I mean, oh, so hey. – that, that you know, a point to that, Ross. I just want to piggyback off your point how wild it would be. I see on Twitter right now, like I'm looking and I see people debating on what on on whatever you know what it's called. <laughs> <laughs> it's always going to be Twitter to me, just it's like Twitter, wrestling is always going to be real to me. No, nah, yeah. but seriously, uh, on there right now on X, it's uh. People are saying you should not rush the field if we win this game. It's oh classless. God. You know, act like you've been there before. Screw that. Screw that. Look, first off, don't worry about what other people are doing. Hey, if if we beat Notre Dame and you want to just pack your bags and like salute and then just walk and like ho humming, you know, whistle you in your go car, go, go to sleep there. at 10, go to sleep as soon as you get home, you know knit a sweater when you wake up in the morning. I don't care what boring life you want to live. Other people are going to want to rush the field because this is the biggest game we've had in years since the yes. Florida State home game. And how much has there been to celebrate since the Florida State Lamar that's, year? That's the thing. How much? That's the thing. And you're sitting here telling me, and then I've seen people say, well, it looks classless. Bullshit. How does it look classless to rush the field? Now, if you taunt the players on the other team or you, you, you know, you attack them. Okay. Classless. If you run over to the goalpost and tear it down because you beat a top 10 team for the first time in forever, how is that classless? Like, just go on yeah. home. Don't worry about what we're doing. I mean, yeah, if you don't listen, rush the field, it looks like you didn't care. We listen. Two things on that. One, okay, when the blackout, when was that, 2005, six? Six. Well, 2000, okay. yeah, 2005. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. wasn't West Virginia four, three, and we were four or five? We were five, and they were three. Right. We Did we rush the field? 
Well, that was somebody's argument was, well, they're not top five. Like, stop, stop nitpicking, man. Uh, it's yeah. Notre Dame. It's Notre Dame for one. They've got probably the richest football tradition and history in all of college football, arguably. Yeah. Two, like you said, it has been some dark times around here for Cards fans, okay? Yeah. There are some Cards fans right now that are, like, just entering high school or something. They literally haven't had much of anything to cheer for. In pretty much all their formative years thus far, yeah, they, they they haven't like so. This would be very this would be a very big thing. So again, if you don't want to rush the field, then don't go on but home. Don't worry don't, about the rest we, of us. We are not a traditional blue blood of blue blood of college football. We cannot turn our nose up at the fact that a, a, a game of this nature in Brom's first year with so much writing on this football program and this coaching staff with everything that's been going on the culmination of all the bad juju that's been around the university for the past seven years you're gonna tell me that we can't rush the field we're not better than that come on now like it's yeah. not even classless jason said act jason said act like we've been here before we aren't alabama exactly we're not alabama we're not even, Georgia. If, even if alabama does it who cares like rushing the field is just a celebration yeah. After a tremendous, you know, a, a, a tremendous experience. It's just, yes. Like, I wouldn't even cares? disagree, like, like, in basketball. Well, now in basketball, I'd rush the field if we just won a game. but Or I'd rush the court, I should say, if we just could win a game. I know, but normally, we would say in basketball, we'd say, we're not going to storm the court. Right. We be, we're not there. We're not that. We are not close to that in football. We are in a, a time in football where, hey – Everybody's dream was to get to this game five and oh. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter how ugly it's been, and it has been ugly at times. Doesn't matter how bad the opponents have been, and they've been pretty woeful. All that goes out the window if you beat this team because this team is not bad. There's no, no debating. They pass the eye test and they pass the they the coach's poll sees it, you know, they, and they, they, they choked they choked Ohio State's game away. Ohio State, I don't care what Ryan Day said when he was full of piss and vinegar, yelling at old Lispy Lou Holtz because, he's, right. you know, of all people, he decided he's going to attack Lou Holtz, who went to bed at 6 p.m. that night after drinking prune juice. For whatever reason, he was gassed up on that. But the truth is, Ryan Day, they beat themselves in that game. They rushed yeah. three guys on third and 16, which you never should do, but coaches continue to do it. It didn't work. Um, and then they had no, two it never had two plays Ever. in a row. They had two plays in a row, with 10 guys on the field. They choked that game away. Now you could argue that all water finds its level when Sam Hartman runs for 16 yards on fourth down to win the game against Duke. I mean, I got it. But bottom line is they were on par at worst with Ohio State, and they're on par with what I think is a really good Duke team when Riley's the quarterback and playing, and they did it at Duke. We are playing a really good team, and I'm telling you, like we've already talked about some of their guys on paper. This this team's legit. I know Notre Dame yeah. most years lately is fake juice, and it's name only. It's not they're legit. They're, they're they good. they are legit this year. I think they're going to the playoff. Nick, so Nick, I, I welcome. Mean, I, I will say me. this. I think this is a game, right? Notre Dame is a team that knows who they are, right? They've already been tested plenty of times this year already. 
they've they've been in some crazy environments already like I don't think they're going to be necessarily caught off guard with with U of L, but um, if things can if you can cause things to start rolling in the wrong direction for them, they can obviously snowball. But to me, a team like Notre Dame, I don't think they're going to necessarily do the whole like, hey, we need to key on this. We need to key on that. I think they're a team that knows they're good enough. They're a team that's going to go out there and just say, hey, what do we do best? And if we can do that, we're going to win this game, right? On the on the flip side of that, like, I think that that's what we need to do, too. Like, to me, honestly, this game just comes down to, like, whatever coaching staff can, can put their teams in the best position to win, meaning, like, exploit their – I hate that word. It sounds – the connotation is awful. But if you can exploit your players' gifts – and their and their abilities to the best of their abilities in this game, this one game, that's who's going to win this game. And then it then then you know it comes down to other things like timely turnovers, penalties. You know, like so when you're playing a team like this and your back's against the wall, you obviously have to execute better than the other team. And then you still have to have some things roll your way. You still have to have those things happen. So, you know, it's it if we go in there and we have drives that are going and then they stall because of penalties or something stupid, you know, like it's going to kill the build in the, in that stadium. It's going to kill everything. And then you're going to have to build it back up. It like, it's just like a balloon. You're just trying to blow it up, blow it up, blow it up. You know, it's like, it's, it's gotta happen. So like, we need the guys to go out there. We need the coaches to call a really good game. We need the guys to go out there and execute and execute it uh, cleanly. And to me, like, you know, I, I, I don't think we've held back plays. I don't think we're holding back the playbook, but I think Brom's playbook is so big. There's plenty of stuff we haven't shown yet. That I, think I, agree that, I think that's the thing. And, you know, the first year he was at Purdue, I can't remember what their record was. Was it like three and one going into the Ohio State game? Something like that. I mean, they had run, they had, their season was very similar to what ours has been thus far. And then you saw how they were able to just capitalize on that moment. The players came out really inspired mm -hmm. and just everything just like snowballed for them yeah. in the right way. And they had the, right amount of playmakers and they knew how to get the ball in the playmakers mm -hmm. hands in space to, to make plays and win, you know, it just, everything worked. So we just well, need it, that. We need that to happen. Like, well, and, and the key to that Ross, and I was going to make this point next. So it kind of transitions. Well, is those first two drives, both on offense and defense. If, you know, with the crowd behind you, it's a night game. They're going to be hype, rowdy, raucous, what you don't want to happen is that you lay an egg, you go three and out, or you have a bad turnover, and then you come out the next offensive series and, and lay another dud and don't score. And then on defense, you're giving up scores on multiple drives. That takes the crowd out early. A good example yeah. of that was Lamar's senior year when we played Clemson at home. The crowd was rowdy and ready to roll, and Clemson just freaking like walked in, and from the moment the ball was kicked off, just stepped on our throats. And the crowd, 
I mean, they tried. They tried to stay invested, but you could just see it just. Yeah, what was that? What was that score? Thirty-three to ten or nine or something like that. Uh, I, think, I think it was like I don't ah, know, like forty something to tw- like forty-seven to twenty-one or something. I don't remember. It doesn't matter. We got blown out, and it was it was it was from start to finish. So yeah. what we what we really need at home, whether we receive or we defer, which so far we have we have been on defense every single time starting out. Not um, not this not part not Friday, we received the ball first. Oh, okay, yeah, because maybe we lost remember. we lost the we lost the coin toss. Okay, well, Which no matter who Brom's point that actually goes to Brom's point. What he's been saying for two weeks now, he's been saying this on in interviews. He's been saying, "Look, my natural it, tendency is I want to receive the ball and I want to go score." But he said, "I have so much data now amongst you know staff and yeah. everything that." We see that when we receive the ball and don't score, and then they get the ball second half, if they score, you're basically down two possessions right now. So Yeah, and, I mean, that's how most people think. But no matter what, I mean, obviously, there's no control over who wins the coin toss. So no matter what, you got to start strong on both sides of the ball. And it really comes down to the first two possessions on each side. So the first four total possessions, if you go two straight possessions on offense and defense – where you're killing it, the crowd's going to be crazy, and it's just going to snowball, like the kind of like that Ohio State game, kind of like our Miami game several years ago, where yeah. we were just like rowdy the entire game. That was uh, 2014. 2004, yeah, yeah. Corbin well, no, I'm, I'm thinking of the – I remember I was at that one. I'm thinking of one when I was in AIT in the Army, and I was watching the hotel uh, room, and all my was, buddies uh, were out. That was 2006 like 2006 when they stomped on the bird. Yeah, he doesn't five maybe. Yes. Yeah, but then the opposite's also true. So we got those first four possessions: two on offense, two on defense, and we're going three and out, or we're turning it over. We have dumb penalties, and then like they're you know they've got a steam a running rough shit all over us, and Sam Hartman's just sitting back there picking us apart with this tight end Mitchell Evans among others. It's gonna take the crowd out of it, and so that's what we we have to start. There's times where we have come back after starting slow. It can't be the case. Cannot be the case against Notre Dame. You got to start strong. You got to start yeah. fast. Yeah, we're, we're gonna hard. need. We're gonna need that that first half that we had against uh, IU. Yeah, we need that first half to happen, and then we need that. We need that, and not the second half. second half of Georgia Tech, <laughs> like. You know, to me, their their offense is really good, and part of their success this year is that they're a very ball control team, control tempo, control time of possession. I think if you can keep their offense on the sidelines and keep drives going, that's going to do two things for us. One, obviously, if their offense is on the side on the sidelines, it's going to be hard to score points. Two, you're going to be continuing drives. You're, those that more times than not means you've got long sustaining drives. You're keeping their defense on the field. You're going to weaken them and make them tired come fourth quarter. And then on top of that, I guess it'd be reason three would be the longer you can keep drives like that going and everything, the the, the crowd just feeds off that. Yeah. You're like, man, we're just punching it down the field. We're punching it down the field, and it just it just builds to a fever pitch. So. We really need we we and again to do that you're gonna have to not commit penalties. Do not 
shoot yourself in the foot. Please play the cleanest game that you could possibly play to your abilities this game because you, you've worked hard and you've been able to come from behind and, and in a couple of games and you've made it happen, but you're absolutely right. Like Notre Dame is too good of a team to be down and then just come rallying back. That's not going to happen because their defense is too good for that. You know, you, you, you're going to have to play at their level. You're going to have to rise to their level and you're going to have to play at it. So I, I'm looking forward to it. I think our guys can definitely do it. I, I do. Um, one key matchup, or one key—they're not matched up against each other, obviously, because they're both the quarterbacks. But everybody seems to refer to Sam Hartman and how bad he struggled against us when he was at Wake Forest, and obviously he did. But here's something a lot of people probably don't know about Jack Plummer. Jack Plummer's worst game in 2022 was against Notre Dame, and at Purdue—that was at California—and at Purdue in 2021. His worst game was against Notre Dame as a Purdue Boilermaker quarterback. So his last two years before this year, his two worst games were in South Bend. Now, obviously, he is at home, and that's where we really have to hope Jack Plummer stays calm, stays poised. So far this year, he appears to play better at home, but there's a very low sample size. Yeah. When he gets pressured – my God, man, like I said earlier, sometimes you just got to bite the bullet. I mean, if that means throwing it out of bounds, if that means like that you have nothing available and taking a sack is your best option, it's if unfortunate. You're in the red zone, it sucks. Throw it in the but don't crowd, just keep the ball in the air and get rid of whatever that underhanded thing you're doing out of bounds, man. You got to get that out. Like, well, don't ever do it again. <laughs> Please stop doing Every that. Every time he does, he fumbles it away. Like, he either fumbles it. Or oh it's intentional God. grounding, or it barely makes it out of bounds, like just barely. But it's yeah. always—it always gives me a heart attack. He just heaves it underhanded, like a granny shot in basketball, but it's one-handed, and it's just—you know—you're not Onuaku out here shooting free throws, brother. Just take the sack or heave it out of bounds, and like you know, against NC State when he was getting sacked at the. 10 yard line on first and goal at the five and he decides to just heave it in the air because he didn't want to get sacked man we could we lost three points and i honestly thought we were going to lose the game at that point because i thought that's a mistake you cannot come back and win from we did come back and win props to him and props to them mainly to defense but we're going to need offense i think we're going to need to make this a shootout I think Notre Dame's going to get some points. I don't think our defense is going to hold them to 10 points like they did NC State and, you know, no first half points like they did against IU. I think we're going to have to disguise blitzes, bring pressure, but they're going to get some of theirs. They're going to get some big plays. They're big play offense. So it's going, there's a lot on Jack Plummer in this game. We need the guy that played against Boston College. I don't expect him to be that good against Notre Dame. But we need that kind of poise. We need that kind of composure. And, you know, the secret's out. You know, there is no Victoria because the secret's out on Jack Plummer. You blitz the man, and he makes bad decisions. The metrics show it. If you blitz the man, he's one of the worst quarterbacks thrown against the blitz. So you got to figure it out. And, I mean, I know Jeff, Jeff Brom has talked about putting him in better positions to handle the blitz. And that's where our staff comes in, and I like hearing that from him because the staff's got to see what these guys are struggling with and find ways to, to you know maneuver around that in the chess game of coaching against Notre Dame. 
I think they're going to bring a lot of heat. And I mean, I know other people said they don't need to bring the heat that NC State brought because they have more talent. Yeah, but if if you see that a quarterback hasn't beat it yet, why wouldn't you? I mean, why wouldn't you? And you can clog the, the, the running lanes as well when you bring extra men. So I expect them to. I'll be pleasantly surprised if they don't. Yeah, I mean, to me, uh, you know, something that's really beautiful about Jeff Brom's offense is that the way that he uses the entire field, um, you know, he doesn't just try to extend the, the plays vertically, okay? You know, I think a lot of people see that. But he tries to get defenses moving left, moving right. He likes to, he likes to get – he likes to soften you up by using the lateral, uh, the lateral part of the offense to open up the the downfield play, you know whether that's with the run game or the pass game, he likes to keep your defense moving, and that's what makes his his offense uh, intricate and special. That's what makes it work. So, to to me, you can still do that, and I think something that could help do that in a lot of ways and how you could run a lot of misdirection. I, I would like to see us go some like little more like unbalanced lines, honestly, like I would like to like go unbalanced and then pull guys back to the, to the weak side and, you know, make their defense shift and then pull it, it, Like somebody like jaws is not going to get caught on a run in the backfield from the backside. That's not going to happen. He's too, he hits the holes too fast. So, just little things like that. Like I would like to see more stuff like that. And that's stuff how you can win uh, pre-snap on offense, on the offensive side of the ball is, you know, stuff like that. Um, you, you start dictating to the defense even more so than, you know, than, than in general. So I, I, I'll be, I will be very curious to see what this game plan is going to be for them uh, to, you know, possibly, like you said, if they're only going to bring four, if they think they can just bring four Notre Dame and get pressure on Jack and maintain the the running, take away the running lanes and still get pressure in the passing game, that's going to make things really hard for Jack to do. But if they do bring guys, what you're going to have to do, you're going to have to have guys on short crossing routes because that is something that Jack excels at. He does – he can hit crossing routes. It, he can thread it. Right. He I mean, we've seen him do it time and time again. He hits tight windows. That is something that he does not struggle with. He just needs to put the ball there. He needs to see it. So hopefully, you know, we see we need the coaches to call a good game for Jack as well. To, that's what I'm trying to get at. It's a commercial break for my bladder. So I'll be back. You fellas keep on. Talking. <laughs> well, and then, uh, you know, just something that you guys have kind of touched on these things. But what I wanted to bring up is the fact that um, our defense is going to give up some yardage. And Notre Dame is going to be able to move the ball at times. But one yeah. of the keys to me is whenever they get their backs against the wall, will they be able to stiffen up and hold Notre Dame to a field goal? Because that'll do a, a couple different things. One, obviously, it's less points. I mean, right. That's the most obvious part. But second, that actually gives – uh, the fans and, and, you know, the players and everybody in, in the stadium, a little bit of a sigh of relief. And then you can swing momentum a little bit too, uh, because like, Hey, you know, we could have just given up a touchdown, but we, we held firm yeah. and held them to a field goal. 
And then it gives your offense a chance to, you know, march right back down the field, score a touchdown, and then you net four points. You know what I mean? So I think that's going to be a really big part of it is for our defense to be able to keep them out of the end zone, even when Notre Dame makes a drive. Yeah. And, and, and to add on to that too, you know, I mean, it's, it is for a team when you're the underdog, if you can always hold the better team to a field goal, it keeps yeah. you in the game a little bit longer. It keeps, exactly. it, it keeps you, it keeps you from getting so far out of reach. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are, those are little wins. And I'll be honest, I, I I feel like we've been a pretty good red zone defense this year, but I could be wrong. Um, I, I'd be curious where we rank in in that in that regard, like where we rank in red zone defense. I, I you bring up a really good point. Um, you know, whoever's red zone offense is able to convert at a higher uh, at a higher rate, this game is probably going to win this game. Um, so and that can a big you know a big third down stop can really ignite the crowd too so you can get the crowd going so yeah those little wins like we like you described it are big macro come on man yeah i don't i'm not drinking the prune juice now hey i still gotta use the bathroom lou holtz just soils his pants he's that age he's incontinent that's the difference between me and old man lispy lou listen he's like 90 something years old leave him alone I am leaving him alone. Coach Day is the one that was on. Was was anyway. Uh, let's see. Ty, go. Ty makes right a good on. point. Louisville's fifth in red zone defense. Wow. That is then, that okay, is so, the definition of bend but don't break, which is what so we've that's, been. That's what I thought. Like I felt like we had been good, but I didn't have any stats to. And 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 yeah, we haven't played an offense thus far, like like Notre Dame's offense. Okay, like they have what you want to be able to be very good in the red zone. You know, you got a power run game. You got guys that you can – you got a tight end that you can use in, in mismatches um, in the red zone in small space. Um, he's a good route runner. You've got guys you can throw it up to. Like, like there, it's going to be a tough, tough challenge. So, like, when we get our opportunities, like like you said, they're going to capitalize on some of these. They're just too mm-hmm. – they're too good to, like, not – to not capitalize right so but when we get our opportunities you have got to be clicking on offense you have got to be playing your best game and you got to go and get points and, and we I, can't and, turn and the ball would, over either that's the other yeah one. i mean and listen i i know that listen I, I we were all screaming friday i don't know what the hell jack saw to make that throw he but, just doesn't like to take a sack he just he didn't even it. need to take a he didn't even need to take a sack there. All you had to you didn't just sometimes he didn't I have feel to, like, but I'm saying like the, the worst case scenario should have been that he took us the worst case should have been that he took a sack at the 10 yard. The line. easiest the easiest thing throw it that out should of, have clicked in it, yeah, it should have been throw it in the sands. Like that's it. Like you yeah. see that I mean the worst quarterbacks make that play. But for me, for whatever reason, and I, I think Brom kind of knows this about his guy, he knows that Jack wants to, like, be the guy and make the play. You know what I mean? Yeah. And some, he just you, – you're not going to be able to do that against Every Notre time. Dame. They're going to make you pay 
maybe one too many times by doing that. So you just got you got to take... see the forest from the trees. So it's like yeah. okay, worst case scenarios, you take a sack at the ten yard line and second and and goal at the ten. <laughs> we can handle that, especially in a low scoring affair. But if, if if you can't see that and you're like, I can't absolutely cannot take a sack here, and you just heave it up in the air hoping for something amazing to happen, probably not going to happen. Um, well, and I'll so say I'll this do too. something. I want to say this, Jack. I I'm a, I'm a, I want to see it like I want to see a Saturday, right? If Jack has grown the mustache back, we're in business. We are in business. Yeah. Like I noticed that before the game, I was like, Goose, what are you doing? You shaved the mustache off. Like, and then it was just an uphill battle the whole time against NC, NC State. Like, we should have we should have blown the doors off NC State, honestly, seeing how bad their offense was. And IU. And I mean, Georgia Tech. <laughs> I, honestly, I think NC State's offense was way worse than IU's. Worse. No, I just meant like th- those teams just they they they've not been playing very well. But hey, like yeah, I I'm, said, that's all in the past. We're undefeated. That's where we want to be. Mm-hmm. They may not look pretty. Throw the mustache, time, Jack. But we're there. So hey, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. I want to talk about. Okay, let, let's play a game. Louisville wins this game if, and I'm going to give you three things we got to do to win this game. The three things, we have to start off strong. The first two offensive and defensive possessions each, so the first four series of the game, we have to start off strong. We have to be in this game. We have to make some plays on offense, and we have to be able to make some stops on defense. Um, The second thing we have to do, Jack Plummer has to remain within himself. He has to make good decisions out there, even if that means making decisions that don't get us big gains. It may be a situation where, hey, it's not great, but it's not terrible. It's not a turnover or it's not a you know a huge grounding play or a huge sack. So Jack Plummer has to play within himself. And the third thing, we have to stop Notre Dame's run, which I think involves disguising blitzes, bringing pressure. Notre Dame thrives on the run game. It's not that Sam Hartman isn't good and isn't a really good quarterback, but they – that they're uh, the lifeblood of that offense is a steam a in that running game. Those are the three things: start off strong. Jack Plummer plays within himself, and we we slow down their running attack. I think we win the game if we do those things. What about you guys? Well, I kind of we've kind of touched on the things that I thought were, and I was already kind of thinking three things. Uh, so it's interesting that you brought that up. We didn't even talk about this in advance, so it's kind of no. cool. Um, the three things that I, I was thinking is one penalties, which we discussed before. If we, if we can just avoid silly penalties, so we're not giving them second chances and stifling our own possessions um, Two, no turnovers. This is not a team that where you can mess around and have a bunch of turnovers and still be in the game. Uh, so we have to really limit and have as few or no turnovers as possible. Um, and the third one, is when Notre Dame does drive the field for our defense to tighten up and hold them to a field goal. Because that like we talked about earlier, that can that can do a number of things. Can frustrate their offense and make them press the next time they get the ball. Can get our fans into the game because you know a big third down stop, swing the momentum and get our fans going. So I think those are things, those are three things that if we can do those, I think we got a chance to pull this off. So what about you, Ross? 
Well, it's it's funny. Like I've, I've totally agreed with all of y'all's points thus far, and I'm gonna <laughs> need I'm I'm gonna name kind of three different ones that also that they all kind of intertwine, but they are different. Uh, for me, one it's uh, controlling the line of scrimmage. Um, you need to control the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball. That this this is one of those games. You're gonna you you need to go out there and be the more physical team. You need to go out there and be the team that has the bigger heart, that's bringing the the extra dog, like all of that, like all of those things. You've got to control the line of scrimmage, and you know somebody like a running back like a Steme, how you can beat him is don't let him get his head of steam going. You meet him in the backfield because to me he's not a dude that's gonna like cut all around. He wants to run downhill. He wants to go downhill and hit you. So if you can get him, if you can beat him, beat the lineman and stop him in the backfield multiple times, that's going to keep him from being the running back that he is naturally good at being. Secondly, I hit on it earlier, um, red zone efficiency. Uh, we need When we get in the red zone, we got to score. Uh, flip side of that, red zone defense, we have definitely, like Ty pointed out there, we were fifth in the country in red zone defense. We have got to win in between. We have to win on both sides of the ball in between the goal line and the 20 yard line. We got to win those. We got to win that. And then thirdly, you need, this is the type of game environment. You need a big special teams play. We have yet to seen, have we had a run back of any sort at all this year yet? Not a not a touchdown, but uh, right. Kevin Coleman actually had a couple well, had, of good, decent ones. He's, had, yeah, he's had some good – either that or a defense – like you need a defensive special teams touchdown in this game. That is essentially you going up a possession. You took away – you know what I'm saying? Like right. it's all that, about – it's all – and I was hitting on this earlier. You have got – you have got to win the possession game against a team like Notre Dame you got to control the tempo and you got to control time of possession. If you, they, they might march the ball down the field for five minutes, but if you intercept it and you run it, even if you flip the field by running it back, even if you don't score, like you just killed all that clock for them. You know what I'm saying? You used your, you used their own strategy against them that they're a ball control team. So mm-hmm. they want to take, they want to take, they, they want to keep the ball out of your hands. They like to control the ball. So we need a defensive special teams big play or two. Like, we need we need one or two of those. Like, it's got to happen. So those are my three things. Okay. I like cool. it, Ron. All right. Uh, we did. I know, I know, Ash, you wanted to bring this up. So we'll get back to football. We're not done with football. Uh, we'll close with football, but we we would be it's sunny uh, time for basketball, guys. We would be dismissing dismissing basketball, which we have always said on this pod. We have our criticisms of basketball, but we also have our praise when it happens. It hasn't happened a lot, but it did happen this week. Tyler Johnson is eligible, and that's big Let's news. Go! That's big news, guys. Uh, that's a guy that you know he's a guard. He's a guard. Yes, I'm not. It's not that we're expecting him to light the world on fire because he came in late, and he's a freshman. We get all that, but he has the potential, and at the very least, he can spell minutes that we otherwise did not have. So to get Tyler Johnson, I would argue, 
is a bigger deal than if we kept Trenton Flowers and could not get Tyler Johnson eligible. And no, that is not me trying to spin it positively. I don't do that, by the way, if anybody knows me. I actually say, whether it sounds really good or really bad, I just say how I feel. I was never huge on the Trenton Flowers train. I actually had talked to two different national recruiting analysts off record who both were not very high on Trenton Flowers. So I was never that high on Trenton Flowers. I was optimistic that two or three years in the program, he might be able to be what people thought he could be, but I didn't think he was bringing a lot to the table next year. Tyler Johnson, although I don't expect him to be a star or a high-impact player, I could see him spelling getting 10 minutes a game at the guard position, and he's got some electrifying speed, and there's some things he can do. He has a skill set that none of these other guys have. So I still think compared to last year, we do have an upgrade in talent. And now that Tyler Johnson's on board, that helps. How good we will be in basketball, I will not jump out on a limb there. I'm not confident enough after what I saw last year. But what I will say on a positive note is this helps. This helps Sky Clark tremendously, uh, more than anybody probably. And I'm just curious to see what this kid can bring to the table because he kind of reminded me of Keon Minifield who ended up going to Arkansas when we thought we were going to land him. And, of course, now he's ironically enough, he's the one that's ineligible and is taking the season off. Now, will he have the kind of freshman season Keon Minifield had at Washington? I'm not going to sit here and say that. But his playing style reminds me a lot of Minifield. Fast, electrifying, athletic, explosive. Um, so we'll see what he brings to the table. If he can just bring energy, like positive energy and (laughs) entertainment factor, uh, high, high entertaining entertainment value. Cause last year's team just didn't have a whole lot of that. Uh, that, that in and of itself would be an improvement. So I don't Uh, know. We'll see. To me, to me, and we hit on this when we landed his commitment months ago, what was that? June, we got him. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, I we hit on this. The biggest thing about him joining the roster is he gave a lot more balance to the roster, okay? Yep. And to me, him getting eligible actually fortifies that he, he he's eligible now. Like, he actually does that for this roster. He, like, you know, it was up in the wind for all these months now, right? Mm-hmm. But it, it has happened and it's here, and it's a really good thing. Secondly, I think that that Tyler Johnson can can. I think there are going to be times where him and Sky Clark play together. Yeah. Okay. And I don't think he's just going to be out there to spell Sky Clark. I I no, don't. I agree with that. Yeah. And and it one, it, it's going to depend on how quick he, his learning curve is going to be. And when I say that, I mean how a lot of freshmen have a lot of hard time of not turning the ball over. Um, Especially guys that are playmakers like him and they're explosive. They kind of like to do a little bit too much sometimes and they can get turnover prone. Um, I think if he can control the turnovers and not press so much, it's going to help Sky Clark out tremendously because you have another guy out there. Sky Clark might, you know, might get the ball on a wing or something, try to drive. And he's going to have to kick. And Tyler Johnson's so quick to the hole, to the bucket, that he'll be able to get in the lane and either see, I I have a shot 
to go at the rim or he'll kick out now or throw a lob to Dennis. Yeah. You know, where you would like to see is I'm not sure we have a lot of shooters to kick out to like, that's, that's a, that's a big problem, but I, I am excited that he is eligible because he gives this roster something that it just didn't have, you know, mm-hmm. I, you know, Trenton flowers, I was, I was, I was not huge on flowers, but I thought flowers was going to have a good year. thought he was going to have a better than average freshman year for sure. Um, but there's something that Tyler Johnson brings that Trenton flowers cannot. And, and, and it's Tyler is a real ball handler. He is a real ball handler. And, see, Trent and, Flowers, they were trying to disguise him as a guard, but really he was a he log jammed at the small forward position, which is what he should have yeah. always played. Which, by the way, a lot of redemption for people that were saying it's negative to say he wasn't a guard. He gets his pro team, and within a couple of weeks, he's pushed over to the small forward position. So, t- pos- positively spinning that is we got the guy who is a guard, and that's Tyler. We got Johnson. the guy who this roster needed. Yes, that's what this roster needed. Like, Guys, so and this is a boost of give, positive energy. I, I just will, the right I will, time. I will yeah. give Kenny and the staff look. They took they t- they got crapped on a lot for taking a player like Tyler Johnson, who ended up not going to Memphis, and it was because there was real eligibility issues, and and he and he ended up, you know, it's like if you can't get eligible at Memphis, like by God, where are you going to get eligible? You know what I mean? I don't know what happened. I don't know how it happened. I just gotta. I just have to go off of what we've all have. He did get eligible, and they followed through. They took the risk, and they saw a way. They saw a way that he could get eligible, and it worked, and it happened. So the staff deserves a lot of credit for that. The kid is going to be. He's. He is what this. You hit on it, Kyle. Like when we lost Minifield. Like that felt like a huge hit when we lost when we when we lost that recruitment and he went to Arkansas. Mm-hmm. This kid gives you what Minifield, in a lot of ways, what we wanted in Minifield. Like he 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 brings balance and he brings another real ball handler. Like it, yep. it was so desperately needed, and I'm just I, I'm happy that it has happened. So I, I'm I'm really excited to see what he can do. Honestly, I am too. And the thing about it is. It, I said it before, but this is a, a huge boost of positive energy right at the perfect time because, you know, we're getting ready to come right into the season. It's just the fan base was so down after the Trenton Flowers stuff. And so – And the Tyler Johnson between stuff. Each other. Yeah, and the yeah. Tyler Johnson stuff. Because it wasn't I mean, looking good. starting to fracture again uh, even more. So this is just something that's really good news and a boost of positive energy for yes. us that we needed. Um, and really, the flowers thing may may be a gift in some regards because if he was trying to shoehorn himself into to playing point and stuff like that, and he's not capable of doing so, he might have been a real team chemistry issue. Uh, so that may be a blessing that he's not on the roster this year. Yeah. Um, and I was one that earlier in the summer when we were talking, you know, I was thinking, hey, we might. I I actually predicted this to make the tournament. So I think that we're going to still see that boost of uh, performance this year. And I think we're going to be much improved. And I can't tell you how excited I am to see Tyler Johnson on the court. Well, and and I'll say too, like the chemistry issue with flowers. I mean, I was hearing it like right before he left, like two weeks before 
the stuff that I heard about, and it's all hearsay, you know, only people that are around the team know, but I will say this comes from around the team. It is third person though. But the stuff I heard about him, like he was supposedly hurt and that's, he wasn't, he wasn't participating with a team. He wasn't in team like off season conditioning practices. He wasn't doing any of that stuff. He wasn't being around the team, but then they would go out and see, he's got all these new hype videos showing him how he's working on his, you know, he's trying to dunk from free throw line and stuff, but he supposedly got like a back injury or something. Man, I never get yeah. like those, those videos. It's like, okay, woo, he really, he really showed that road cone who was boss as it was sitting there stationary. Well, like the, I just, people get so hyped about like dribbling the basketball against air. Like, man, real, look at what he did, but come on, the, man. The bigger point is that you have a guy that's not going through He's not putting all the blood, sweat, and tears that you are right. in. And then you're seeing – and it's because he's supposedly hurt. But then you, you're you catching videos of him out on his social media. Like, that's – I mean, a recruiting guy flat out told me, he said, the biggest thing about Trenton Flowers he has going for him is he has a camp that's, like, blown his ego up through the roof and makes him think that he's way better than he is. And I think that yeah. that ego has created this idea that he's better – and, I mean, I can say that now. I certainly wasn't going to share. People say, oh, it's easy to say that now that he's not there. But I certainly wasn't going to get on here and say that I was being told that while he was on the team when people on in our fan base thought he was a freaking point guard or a, even a two guard. like, And then he was going to just light the world on fire and start for us. So I was like, that wasn't the time to say it. So I'll say it now. Yeah. That's exactly what I was told by a national guy was that, you know, he – in his camp were pumping him up to be somebody that that guy at least never thought he was. And it seems to be validated by what's going on overseas. I don't wish the guy any malice over there. Right. He does well. Great. But to get back to the point of, of it all, we got, we got our actual guard eligible. That's yeah. big for Kenny Payne and the staff because absolutely, I was kind of pissed when you know, all the things came out from Memphis where they were like, you know, he's going to be an academic casualty. He's going to be an academic casualty. All of a sudden, um, all of a sudden, here we are, and he's an academic casualty, or he looked like he was going to be. So I'm like, the staff should have saw this coming. Well, I was wrong. I will admit when I'm wrong because – here he is. He's academically eligible. I did not think the staff could get him there. I did not. Th I thought they were wasting their time based on what happened in Memphis. I was clearly wrong. Props to the staff on that one. Well, that's a big, maybe, that's a big W. That's a big W. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe Kenny used his a uh, little bit of Sandy Bell connections to get some uh, to get some advice and some news to get the kid eligible. You know what I mean? I mean, kind of facts. Is Sandy Bell still there? I always wondered that. Um, uh, but I, I mean, I don't know, man. It, it is so big, and and I and I still say, yeah, it's it's hindsight, right? It's it's over now. But man, yeah. think about how much. Think Trenton Flowers is gone, right? So we get like we. For somebody else. Yeah. And you look at a guy like Davian McKnight, and I'm not trying to ruin the buzz. I'm really uh, not. Don't do it. I'm don't not. do it, Ty. Listen, listen. Or I mean, Ty. I'm looking, I'm reading Ty's comment. Don't do it, Ross. Listen, I, I 
just think about how much better you would feel with another ball handler on this team. Well, I mean, and, and the and the kind of piggyback off what I said earlier about Flowers, Ty Spalding, Rivals publisher, he's he's in here and he says there was a sense of relief that Flowers is gone. Nobody liked him. Per a source that he heard that from, he's not saying that, but he did hear that from a source. I heard similar things. I heard from I heard very from similar things, that, and I heard that in like over the summer when we yeah. thought he was coming. And I, of course, I wasn't going to share it. Of course not. My, I my been, sentiment came from said, players. You're just trying to say you're trying to be negative. You're trying to tear the team down. So I didn't, but I'll say it now. And and you can say, well, you're just saying that because now it's all coming out. Okay, that's fine. You know, believe what you want. But um, I had some concerns, and sometimes. Some of the pessimism and concerns you get are because you hear these things and you know you can't say them, but yeah. then you're not that high on the team because of it, and people think you're just being negative. But the truth is you just don't want to come out and, and say what you're hearing sometimes. So I'll say that. But let's wrap that part up and say big win by the staff. Great job getting Tyler Johnson, uh, working with him, working with the NCAA compliance with the waiver. He's eligible. He should be a positive addition. Now, Slava up, up tops. Good to see you in here, man. Um, says, I know we're on man, basketball, Slava, but I just saw guys, a PFF post that Gelati is number one amongst power rushers in quarterback pressures. That is correct. I saw that as well. Not surprised at all. And uh, I'd like I'd like him to get a little bit of help. I will say – I'm very curious. I don't think Jermaine Lole is going to be healthy for this game. I don't think he's going to be playing. I want to know what's going on with Dawson. I don't know if anybody's heard anything. Uh, I don't know if Brahms alluded to it. Usually he does not. Usually he's pretty tight-knit, especially in Notre Dame week. But I would really like to, to know if Dawson's going to play and Riger as well because we need them both. We need Mason. We need Mason bad. Like, Mason was back for one game, and I thought – the plays he was in there, you could already tell his effect on the game. Uh, uh, there were a few, there were two or three plays, especially. Um, we need Mason Rager to play. So I'm just hoping that maybe he just got kind of nicked up and we were kind of trying to get him an extra week of healthy to, to get in there for the Notre Dame game. Um, it does suck about Lole. Uh, you know, I, the, damn, the dude just cannot stay. Can't catch he just cannot stay healthy, man. I mean, it sucks. I so I, you know, anytime we can have Lole out there, I think is like a bonus at this point, just based on how fortunate it is to just have him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Based on it, I mean, it sucks because I think the kid's got a lot of he's got a lot of ability. Well, and I'm hoping that's as, not the same thing with Mason because I'm starting to think he's heading down that same path. And well, I don't know if Dawson's doing better. I know there was hope. That he could get better yeah. by this game, but but hope is in like that would seem to be like their goal. It's not and, that you know, the, we're, we're that's probably, the last I heard, and we're probably not gonna unknown. know until like day of, you know, that's the thing. Like, we we won't know, you know, because they're not gonna let that out. So, I don't blame them either. I mean, no, yeah, I, I mean, absolutely not. I, I'd rather us not know and the opponent not know than, yeah, than you know, I mean, for sure. But it would be nice to see Dawson. I, I, I'm with you. I don't think we're going to see Lole. I, I don't know what ha has happened, but it didn't sound like it was great, uh, just based on how abruptly it happened. Yeah. And um, it, you know, I as far as I, 
I'm more inclined to think that maybe Dawson and 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 Rager will be back. But again, I I have no I have no inclination, no idea what's going on with any of those guys. So um, I will say this: speaking of guys, so we saw the 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 uniform reveal for Saturday, right? The classic red, white. Reds. I like the classic. Let's yeah, like the classic. And who was the guy that they put out there on the video? Cameron mm-hmm. Kelly. Like our dude Kelly's going to get the start, right? Yeah. I mean, I hope. God, I hope. Oh, that, I that, mean, we all. Dude, it's no disrespect to Minkins, but I just think Kelly is uh, nothing, none at all. But he <laughs> is. Kelly's doing a lot better right now. I mean, he for has what outplayed. He has outplayed just about anybody else in the in the in the safety. I was spot. worried about him. In, in UNC, limited UNC press, fans dude. were all limited like, "Good riddance, man!" But he's a. Uh, so I was a little skeptical he would do as well as he has. He he's really brought it. Dude, he is a, very he impressive. Is a, he is a playmaker. He is like he he's makes things happen. Like he is. He's a lot. He's a guy that's similar to me. What I was saying about Quincy Riley last year. Like mm-hmm. he is just a dude that is always around the ball and he's always around when you right. need him around. Like he is Absolutely. always, he is, he is just right there. He has a good, he has good football instincts. Like it comes yeah. through big time. Like guys that are like that, they're just football players. They have, they have high football instincts. It's going to really come down to our IQ. defensive line's health. I think, I think we have a good shot if we have a couple, at least one of we need at least one of those two between Dawson and Mason to come back. Really, really probably need both. Yeah. But if, if, if yeah. it comes out there and we've got neither one of them and obviously Jermaine Lole is out, that's going to be tough, man. And, I, hey, they played very good. Purdyer played very well against NC State. Oh, he, but, man, you he just had need, one of his you best need, games. You need more horses. You just need more horses. And so did uh, – what's his name? Clark uh, – Clark yeah, Junior. What's yeah. what's his first name? The kid from Georgia State. Yeah, you're right. He played very well. Um, Man, that kid. That kid was. That kid was feeling it, dude. Like yeah. he was. He was playing like his hair was on fire. He was. He was. He was harming that O line. Like he was going to work. Jeff so, Clark. Jeff, what is that? It. That's what Jeff Clark Ty said. Okay. Yep. I was thinking George Clark, or uh, for a second I thought Broderick Clark. And I'm you're like, thinking oh, of, wait a minute, you're thinking of George Rogers right Clark. Uh, you're, you're, <laughs> you're thinking about your history. And, Clark. But speaking of that, <laughs> yeah. our goal is to make history, and I'm taking a risk, YouTube. Come on after me. I'm playing music. Go on and try to suspend a spin stream. We're playing some Joker and a Thief. We got Notre Dame coming up. Sam Hartman, we're going to tear you apart, man. Come on now. We need our defense to step up. The sky's your blitzes. We need our defensive linemen back and healthy. No stupid penalties. No dumbass turnovers, Jack. You got to be on the attack. All right, time to fade this music to black. Yeah, we're going to go, 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 go. And we're not going to stop until we get across the line. I don't know what happened to your music, but it faded out, bro. There is no way to fade it out. Yeah, yeah. And we are going to rush the field. So whoever on Twitter, X, or whatever Elon's calling it. They better rush the field. From the Tesla with his electric 
parking lot spot with his extension cord part plugged in. I don't care. We're, we're we are storming the field if we beat Notre Dame. So you guys, you uptight people, you just get your asses in your little station wagons and go home. Go to bed. Drink your prune juice. Wake up at 6 a.m. Go to McDonald's. Sit there. Drink your black coffee because you're old and lame and boring. <laughs> we're rushing the field. And I'm tired of you telling me to sit down on third down. All right. I'm done. Like, I, just did wanna, like my, did I feel like, like you can kind of go on a dumb, incoherent rant if you've got music in the background like uh, that. And it kind of it kind of tunes out your dumb assery. <laughs> did you like my Newt Rockney? Did you? And we're yeah. going to go, 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 go. And we're not going to stop till we get across that goal line. <laughs> you know, like. That's, man, let's just go out there. Just, I have no, I have all the faith in the world in this staff. This is, this is exactly why I wanted this staff in place. Why I wanted them here at Louisville, because if anybody is going to get the guys to realize this moment and play up, it's the, it's this staff. It's these guys. They're our guys. They know, and they are yeah. going to have our guys ready. Like we are gonna mm. come out, you you bet bet money on it. I'm telling you, we were going to play our best game of the year thus far this year. This game, it will happen. I'm I not guaranteeing. I am not guaranteeing a win. I'm not. But they will come to play, and they will have these guys ready. If we've seen one thing from the time when Jeff was at Western at Purdue, he can get guys up for big games and it's because guys he gets players to believe in him you know so they're gonna be ready it's gonna be awesome like i said at the beginning of the show if you don't have a ticket i know the tickets are are marked up but go get you a ticket and get in there get, get in there because this there, boys yeah, yeah, it's like easy for me playing. and Ross to tell you guys to go because we're stuck in weddings. So you guys get well, out I'm, there. I'm, I'm not going to say stuck because my well, best friend. When I say stuck, is, I mean, would you, okay. Would no, you prefer stuck. the wedding no, be on a different day? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You are, you're stuck. I'm fortunate to be the best man in my best friend's wedding. Yeah. So I'm blessed. Okay. I will say that. Uh, does it? Yeah, does I, it, I'd say stuck because it's on my property. <laughs> It's on the back of my does property, it, so I kind of have to be there. Like they're getting yeah. married, which I, I they're my friends, but they're not like we're not super super close. They're right. my neighbors I mean, and my friends, so it's not the same as you. You got your best man. Me, yeah. I'm kind of stuck because I don't really feel comfortable having a huge wedding at, at in the back of my property, and I'm not there. Big, big sunshine, Mike. He's got a ticket. Him and his wife, they got uh -huh. tickets. Yeah. So I, well, I want to hear some predictions. What are you guys what are you guys gonna say for your predictions here? We're not guaranteeing anything. Me. Let's do some predictions. Kyle, you lead us off. Boy, on paper, it's gonna be tough. <laughs> I'm not gonna give a score. I'm not gonna no, give a score. No, 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 Come no, we're on, not doing Paul. that. You gotta Let's give a score. Quit. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. Somebody's going to have to come back on here and eat later. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. No, you guys go come ahead. come on. These Give are no guarantees or locks. We're okay. just having fun. If our defense disguises our blitzes 
And if Jack Plummer plays within himself and we can establish the run and we keep the penalties down, we will win. But we have to do all those things. And we have what's to have score, some of our defensive linemen come down. Happen? What's the score uh, if those things happen? If those things happen, I will say 31 to 27 Louisville, if those things happen. What do you think, Ash? My prediction was going to all along because I mentioned the whole like holding them to field goals thing. So I was going to say 35 to 30 on three different occasions. We'll hold them to a field goal. That's where they get the 30. So we'll win 35 to 30. Dog, and our you offense are... is going to be clicking on all cylinders. You know, Thrash is going to score a couple of touchdowns. Like you guys said, Jeff gets teams up for big games. We saw it as That's a true. player and a coach in big games. Jeff comes out to play. Yeah. So I am – you almost stole stole my thunder on that score, okay? So I'm going to adjust the score in my head now, okay? Kyle, I'm with you. I think if we have a chance to win this game, it's going to have to be higher scoring, okay? So I originally was going to say 34-30, and that's how we got to them kicking – you know, field goals more than us. Um, that being said, I am going to go 37-33 now, okay? And I think that I'm trying to think like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think like through like the last game. You just did a Price is Right where somebody gets 400. I'm going to guess 401. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, no, it's it interesting. Is. All three scores are fairly close. Yeah, I, I, I don't think see a situation where we blow their door. Here. I do not see a situation where we blow them out. I mean, no. I hope. No, I no, hope, no, no, no. But I just don't it'll, see be clo- it. it'll be close, and it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be one of those games where we probably are going to trail at times, and we're gonna have to like, but you can't ever get down like two and a half possessions. You know what no. I mean? Like you can't do that against this team. I could see us getting down a score here and there and then us clawing back, them coming back. Like you're just going to cat like it's going to be two fighters in a ring just just punching in the in yeah. the in the glory rounds of the fight. Old school 70s heavyweight boxing, 15 rounds, you know, those championship rounds, 13, 14, 15. Like I see a game like that. That's what I see. So um, I, I honestly, I could see somebody like Chris Bell or Mar- Amari Huggins Bruce just like going crazy this game. I honestly, I, I'm more inclined to think it's Bell because we saw Bell kind of wake up last game. Like he kind of had a, he had, he had some moments last game. So I'm kind of thinking maybe Bell, but there will be some big moments from all the guys and I do believe that we are going to get one of those defensive special team touchdowns that I was calling for earlier. Um, so we we are not we are not foreign or pedestrian to game environments like this. For all of for those of us that have been following cards football for a long time, we've had moments like this, and I would say more times than not, we've come out on top of these. You know, so. I think this will be another one. I think this is exactly what we've been playing for the first four games. The guys scratched and clawed and they got there. It looked bad sometimes, but they did it. And now they're here. And I just don't see 
Jeff Brom and this staff not having these guys ready. Like, I can't wait to see Jeff pregame. I can't wait to see Coach Ivy pregame. I can't wait to see all these guys. I mean, they are they are going to be – it is going to be electric. So, if you can get in the stadium, pay the money to get a ticket and get in there and have a memory – like, it is going to be that type of game. You're going to want to be there if you can get there. So, I, I, I implore you, let's – I think we're going to we're gonna set an attendance record this game. I so really I do believe I that. I don't know about the – I actually don't know what their sizes are, but I know Notre Dame has two really good cornerbacks, Benjamin Morrison and Cam Hart. They're both really good. So, I'm, that's to me, that's the match. Besides the trenches, which I think – I think the trenches will dictate the game. So I think that that is the most important matchup. But as far as like biggest matchup, as far as entertainment and interest, I would say it's our receivers versus their cornerbacks. Yeah. And what is what does this coaching staff do to free up our receivers some? Because these these guys are good. That being said, guys, I wanted to say we will be on about an hour after the game ends. Post game, whether we win or lose, we will be there. So. Uh, it's it's we'll see what happens. Uh, hopefully we're on here in very good moods, pumped up. But I mean, hey, whatever happens, we'll be on here to talk about it. And we like to bring people on if they would like, kind of like they do, you know, on radio call-in shows where they bring them on the air. We can yeah. actually bring like we can put the link in the comments, and yeah. you guys can jump on here for a little bit and talk to us about yeah. what you guys think. Um, we'd like to get a little more out of that. And as far as if you're a new person watching the channel tonight, you haven't seen much of us yet. If you like what you hear and see, like and subscribe on YouTube. Follow us on there. We're also on Spotify, Apple, Google. Even though Google updates our pod episodes like 10 years after we put them out. I mean, I don't know what their deal is. But we're on all those platforms. So feel free to follow us, man, because we're on here and we're pumped about football right now. We're, we're, we're ready. Yeah. I I, I, listen, I, I'm going to, I'm going to be at a wedding. Right. And I can't, <laughs> I can't promise you what kind of condition I'm going to be in, but I'm going to put a reminder in my phone right now after we get off here and I'm going to be here. Okay. I will be here uh, unless I let you all know otherwise. So Chris, I can guarantee Chris Cornelson Corn Cornelson, I don't know how you say that last name, but I'll guarantee that. And yeah, I don't I, get I what that means. You. What is he saying? Come on, Ross, guarantee the game. We can guarantee people not making it to campus. Guarantee at least a game card. I don't know what he's saying. <laughs> I I'm a is little... he talking about Tyler Johnson. I don't think he might get. I mean, I said I was wrong because I didn't think he would make it. I never guaranteed it. I don't I, know. I, I don't know Chris what he's talking Corn about. Chris Cornell's son. Hey, rest in peace, Chris Cornell. I will tell. <laughs> I will. I will say. I, I mean, will guarantee. Yeah. I'll guarantee. I'm not laughing. That, at I'm laughing. At that's what you thought of. I'm like, what? Well, it sounds like a burner name, anyways. Okay, so who knows who that really is? But uh, I will just say, um, I will. I'm. I am guaranteeing. Unless I like fall down some stairs, or I. The hell, I, I busted my head open eight times, okay, and had stitches eight times. Like, 
I might just come on. And maybe if I did fall down some stairs and I had blood running on, I'm probably still be here because this is you like Lee Dungarees. Like college football fan. I don't know what he's saying. I think he's trolling us, so I'm not gonna. I'm. I'm gonna ignore him. You know. But, uh, I just yeah. say this is like whatever, bro. We're Dunder all pumped Reeves. about the game. I guess you want us to say Notre Dame sucks. I'm not gonna say that. So uh, this that this makes right me a bad like fool. You I'm not gonna pay it. that guy any mind. He's he's talking crazy. I don't even know what he's saying. He's he's speaking braille right now. <laughs> These guys aren't great. They barely beat Duke. We giving them too much credit, man. You guys. On sale, like college fans, football fans, or cards fans, at at the most. Me no comprende. I mean, I, I kind of see. I kind of hey, there's my buddy Matt Swan. Hey, he's in town from Colorado. All right, <laughs> that's one. Of my, that's one of my dudes, man. That's what he's one of the. He's one of the groomsmen. So, um, yeah, like, yeah. My, I mean, Matt, I, if I fall, you might you can just pick me up. You know, you know, I'll be good. You know, I'm good for it. So, like I said, I am going to put a reminder in my phone. I do want to be here for the post game. I haven't made one yet. You know, I know I haven't been here. Fun. For the past... uh, yeah, I mean, we I'm sure won. That's why they look and sound fun. <laughs> and I know I haven't been on here t- for the past two weeks. Last week I was going to come on, but I ha- still had not a great voice after partying five days at Louder in Life. Um, so, I mean, I was going to do it, but one of the other guys said that they would like to do it. So I'll let them go. So it's all good. Um, so yeah, I, I mean, I plan on joining that post game for sure. I'm going to put a reminder in there, uh, Lord willing. So it's, but it's going to be, I'm hoping this is, I, I just can't get this look off my face, you know, <laughs> come, come 1130 or whatever the hell time it is. I mean, to midnight who knows i mean it could be just crazy dude and like we said we're gonna drop that link we're gonna drop that link in the comments um we're gonna let you all come on the stream yard we're gonna bring you in from the lobby so get in here in the comments and uh you know we'll bring you on for sure any final words tonight guys it's been fun um it's been a great show great week you know, we yeah. got Notre Dame coming in this weekend. Tyler Johnson on the basketball team eligible. Basketball team's going to start their season here soon. They're going to make the tournament this year. We've got 52 days until football beats Kentucky at home. So I didn't know if you were going to mention that tonight. I'm shocked. You know? Oh, he, we already know Ash has got it. <laughs> Man. Any last words, guys? 3733 cards. There you go, Chris Cornell, son. 3733. We're doing it again. Rudy? More like Big Booty Judy Duty. You suck, Notre Dame. Big Booty Duty. Nah, for real, though. (laughs) Get out there. Get out there. Get in your seats. Since some of us are at weddings, get in the seats. Charlie's going to be. By the time the ball is kicked off the tee, let's go. Let's go. Let's do it. And when we're on yeah, here for the post game, it better be after the biggest win since 2016. Go Cards. Go Let's cards, go. Go Woo. Boom.